I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room So you wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes they missed up all the Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Oh, shit. I see heads bobbing to that shit right there. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Well, we keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Joanna and Lisa? 2015. 2015. See, I got to ask her. Good morning. Because she be just staring at me like I, I forgot what the damn I, theme song I'm was. I'm doing well how it today. Go. I'm doing well. I practiced. I'm good. You good? Mm-hmm. You in? How you are? How All right. you is? How you is? Don't be looking at me like I'm <laughs> short or some shit. See? <laughs> Anywho. See, y'all hear her. That's Lisa Bolacaja over there with a little crazy self. So <laughs> on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. We. We? Mm-hmm. My own oh from shit! Say. She didn't get no sleep last night. Y'all I was, know, a, was y'all was out partying, wasn't you, Phyllis? We was out. Yeah. You know, whenever they have free drinks uh-huh. and they got like the Korean barbecue truck, and you at a <laughs> film festival, <laughs> and you there representing the press for bitch flicks, uh-huh. and you walking around like, you know what? I was we was getting into them Kobe tacos, and <laughs> it's like, is this free liquor? Oh, I will uh-huh. have two. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so tell people what you did. Where, where you was at? So there's a new feminist film festival. It's their first one they did. It's called the Moon Phase Feminist Film Festival. They had it at the L.A. Mother, which is basically, it's off a of Gower right across the street from Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh, like kind of down by you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a nice spot. It's their first time, and um, uh, a young lady uh, decided she was going to do a film festival that she felt with short films, that a lot of times when they try to get films into film festivals, not everybody likes certain films. So she mm-hmm. wanted to do something where women from all over the world can actually do some interesting films that don't always get into regular film festivals okay. because people are just not into intersectional feminism. But it was phenomenal. Like, a lot of the films that we saw were just amazing. Which is hard coming from her. Oh, my she God. Is like, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm, we call her a cinephile bitch. No, no. But I'm trying, no, no, I'm trying to learn. No, I'm trying to learn that when people are trying and they're in the beginning stages, mm-hmm. that... Even if it's not quite there, you see that spark of something yeah, that's about yeah, to come. Definitely. So you have to recognize that. So mm-hmm. I was really thrilled for them, and I'm hoping to have the young lady come on and talk about that experience. All right, let's get in. So um, it was great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, filmmakers, and I was just enjoying the visuals. Just some creative women filmmakers out there who are doing some stuff. Cool, so cool. congrats, Moon well, that's Phase. What's mm-hmm. That's what's up. So you gonna wake up and we gonna get you no, some I'm coffee good. and no-dos no, or something? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I got coffee. You sipping it, girl? You gotta drink I, it. No, we were up. I was actually plotting out a TV pilot. I'm gonna write. Okay, and good. I'm, I like so, that. You know, I was up early. Doing, I was working. All right. I was on it. Okay. Anyhow, what else was up? Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. So look, if you grown, let's go ahead and get it in. Yeah. So we got my man on here, big bro, home team, old school cat daddy. Look, I'm going I'm way back. Excited, <laughs> yes. Like, how far are you going back? Way back. <laughs> <laughs> we got my man on here, 
Old school cat. I just said that shit. My man. Did you say old school? <laughs> old school cat daddy. Like, oh, cat where's my bitch? No. <laughs> yeah. If you go, no, no. If you go, yeah. if you. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> no, cat daddies are awesome. If you go on, on Twitter uh-huh. and people hashtag cat da- child, do it all the time. Well, you would. There are people who can still get this work. Really? That are over. Child, please. Hold Come on. on. Let, let me ask Malcolm. He in the midst of it all. Hold on. Let me set him up. God okay, damn it. Go ahead. <laughs> like, so we just, just go in. Do it. Go. Just all right. Do it. I go, oh, old school cat daddy. <laughs> Pimp dog himself. Ridiculous. ridiculous. Writer, producer, uh, talent manager. Is that what you want to call it? What yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll call it that. Yeah. Yeah, I work with, uh, yeah. with an artist. Um, artist with, development, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, shit. Exactly. That's really A&R, what is, whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. Um, you probably got six other hyphens, right? Exactly. <laughs> the gang. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm Spellman, y'all. You guys know him right now. Currently, um, one of the producers on Empire, which we're going to really go, go, go in on because I know my girl over here is Lucius all day. Look, let me tell you, know. you how much of a fan I am of Empire. Mm-hmm. Not because I have friends that are, are staff writers on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, Jashika, Janika, hey, shout mm-hmm. out from Carlito. But... Uh, and I'm kind of upset, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into it with you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, about my man Laz and oh, what y'all yeah. did. <laughs> I know you put him out in the cornfield with Uncle Vernon, <laughs> and that was so wrong that you did that to Adam Rodriguez. Uh-huh. But this is how much a fan I am because of my schedule. Because mm-hmm. I run, an, like those of you know, I run an outdoor science school. I'm a program manager. I teach science all day to little kids, and I write science fiction at night and scripts and everything. But I buy the season ahead mm-hmm. of time on Amazon. Oh, you do? So as each show comes up, mm-hmm. if I'm not there to see it, when mm-hmm. I get home, I watch the show. So now when I'm a fan of a show, oh, I just buy the season ahead of time and let it come in, like Into the Badlands, mm-hmm. all those, That's my show all right those shows, yeah. please. So you know you're a true fan when you buy the mm-hmm. season ahead of time. That's true. Right. Okay. That's true. That's when it's like, as soon as it comes That's up, it's like, please, I don't mess around. I am pre-committed. <laughs> so no matter what happens on the episode, <laughs> I am good. invested, bitches. Exactly. I am invested. So yeah. Go exactly. Ahead. Go ahead. And, and by the way, we got... My man, oh, sitting over here, uh, Rudy Ru- Rudenberg. That's how it is. Rudy, Rudy Berg, Rudenberg, something with a berg. Sitting here in a baby rider seat, just chilling with us. So, wait, you're a writer? You look like an actor. Uh, he, he's an so, he's he so really cute. Yeah. He, no, no he you know he's. You know what? Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. He does. No, he's gorgeous. Because you know, I'm thinking about this. Hey, black girl nerds, girl. Look, next time we have our hashtags for like booze all around the world, I'm gonna add Rudy here. Okay, all right. Rudy, are you American? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to have an American booze, and we're going to add Rudy to the list, okay? All right, shout out to Black Girl Nerds on Twitter. All right, girl. Oh, yeah, they've they been going yeah. in. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got my man here, Malcolm Spellman, you guys. Um, like I said, writer, producer. Um, have you directed anything yet? Mm-mm. Why are you waiting? Why are you, why are you lollygagging? It's funny. Like, the whole dream is, I was, it's I, with nothing to do with your podcast. Uh-huh. I was going through, I have... An old email account that I use, like you know, when you register an email, True. he's still on AOL mm-hmm. and shit. Look, high five! I still have Hotmail. Okay. I love it. I was finding old emails from 2002 okay. when I broke in and still had dreams that this that I was going to be able to write my way into directing. Mm-hmm. Where I'm hitting up my agent, shit, mm-hmm. saying, you know, what's going on? How are we going to transition this to the to, yeah. uh, filmmaking? But you get the struggle was. I wanted to anchor myself. It's not an excuse or nothing, but I wanted to. My, I'm one of the people that commits. 
Mm-hmm. And so I had an idea on how my career was going to go. Mm-hmm. And the first phase of it was to establish myself as a respected screenwriter of a certain level. Mm-hmm. And that shit has been so hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Directing has not happened yet. Okay. But, it definitely, but it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's, it, I, I would say it's still coming. I got to see if I still got the balls for it. Yeah. But that was, the plan was, you know, I broke in in 2000. Mm-hmm. And back then, the business had shifted. But everyone in the business was still from the old regime of what the business used to be like. When sure. there was a spec market and back when... Oh, I remember on my first script I sold to Fox, my agent was uh, was like, you know, you want to try and be the only writer on this project. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, e- rewriting has always happened or whatever, but there was still an idea that that could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And so part of my plan was, which was, and I'm sure this still happens, but I think less, was you write some good shit mm-hmm. and it gets made. Right. And the studios are like, man, you we value you. Mm-hmm. And would you like... To and then you write a script and say this script I'm I'm, I'm directing, mm-hmm. and the kind of the budget range where those kind of movies happen have died at studios, and that's mostly where I work. And true, whatever. True. That's mm-hmm. just, yeah. that's my list of excuses. For <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm gonna give you one little sidebar because uh, I'm sitting here thinking because I do I can have a lot of like. We, I shoot a lot of um, like proof of concepts and shit for like TV shows and movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I'm doing one next week um, that I'm actually directing. I'm usually producing them. And um, so I'm sitting there going, okay, well, Malcolm, shit, I could bring you on some shit if you just want to get your feet wet. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's do it. Do a little small, little ten, twenty thousand dollars something. You know what I mean? We can make it happen. Let's do it. So you know, let me know. Yeah, no, I'll be down. I, I would. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be great. Because I could definitely get you a couple shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in, in like a couple months, we're gonna be sending some shit. Okay, okay. So, let's do that. No doubt. I promise. I promise. You. All right. Just have a walk on rule for me where I say there they go, there they go, right there. That's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> Y'all think I'm playing. I say it every time. It's like, every I just want to walk on roll where I can be the person that says, there they go right every there. Every time we have a guest in here, she's... That's all I need. I will work those lines. So so let's go back a little bit. So let me just tell you something really quick. So one of the things that we do on this show that I feel that may make us a little bit different is I want to get into the how. You know what I mean? I want mm-hmm. I want kids, like we got my man sitting over there, to learn how you got to where you got you know, okay, you got the agent, motherfucker, how? Right. <laughs> right? right. So let's go back. Where you from? How you got into the game? You know, and we'll get in from there. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, Berkeley, California. Lived mm-hmm. and... We was around the corner from each other. Yeah. Me? Not very close. <laughs> um, um, I know the EPA well. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. um, and um, moved out to L.A. You know, you talk about being a screenwriter or being a writer, period, in your hometown, wherever you're from, right? And it's different when you get to LA because there's more and that's that thing just talking about breaking into the business Mm -hmm. one thing you know you know my peer group of the guys I hang out with and so they're always they're very very vocal and upfront and sort of the face Mm -hmm. of screenwriting they give Mm -hmm. a lot of advice on it and they're he, really, he's saying it all lightly. He's hanging out with Craig Mason and John, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kid cousins and stuff, you know what I mean? But, you know, don't do it. They're, they're good. Like, they, they obviously feel a need mm-hmm. to impart knowledge and try yes. and help or whatever. And um, not those dudes specifically, but in that group, there's a real reluctance when we're doing these film festivals or whatever mm-hmm. to tell people to move to Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, because you might destroy your life or whatever. And most motherfuckers are never going to make it. You know True. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to get that advice. But I I do think without fail like we we you ask these questions like how many of you moved to L A mm-hmm. before you made it 
and you're in the high 90 percentile. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. it is just... <laughs> Every day, motherfuckers coming off the bus. And so, <laughs> people will, and people will obsess, the people who don't want to move to L.A. Mm -hmm. will obsess on the writers who didn't do that and talk about why you're True. able to not do it. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, and, and I think, like, that's fine. If you want to be an outlier, that's fine. But when you see 98% of motherfuckers who make it as screenwriters mm -hmm. move to L.A. and made it as screenwriters, mm -hmm. if you want to resist that, cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm up in the Bay, and I'm bullshitting, and it's easy <laughs> to bullshit in your hometown. You can easy to right. tell people you want to be a writer and write half of something or whatever, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and never finish it. But when you get to L.A., mm -hmm. which is what happened to me, uh, my girl came out before me, um, and then well, I won't get into that part. It was, it was time for me. To, it was time for me to come. Eventually, yeah. you start hanging out with people that are also trying to be writers, and mm -hmm. they ain't fucking around, and it, and it really makes you up your mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a spec. Um, I wrote for years. And then were you were you more interested in film at the time? I was more interested in film, but I was always writing TV. Like I, I wrote spec episodes of Martin and Friends. Okay, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I uh, love to read your Martin. I bet it was crazy. I, it, it was good. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It had something to do with a like a a, 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 a Chitlin Circuit play. <laughs> um, um, I gotta find that shit because I don't think I have a digital copy. I should make oh someone type God. it up. And yeah. I was fucking up the format. I didn't oh, know yeah, how to I'm do sure, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I was I was always doing both, and then eventually you write that thing, and it, and it's really hard for writers that break in to believe that this is it. Mm -hmm. But you write that thing where you kind of like this is gonna be the one. Mm -hmm. You know it. You know what I'm saying? You can and, feel it, and mm -hmm. and and everybody's responding to it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I was 20 pages into the one that was gonna be the one, yeah. and all of a sudden I didn't know nobody, pretty much nobody in Hollywood mm -hmm. working. People in Hollywood, like major attorneys and shit, was coming to my house. Mm -hmm. They just off reading this shit. Like, I want to get you in there. Like, they were already the energy that the one will that creates mm -hmm. because nobody like there's an excitement. If you haven't broken into Hollywood, mm -hmm. there's an excitement of all you might do. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting hit up by people before I even finished the script, really? and I didn't know nobody. I so mean, were nobody. you sending it to people or something? Or I don't what know was going how on? this twenty pages got out, hmm. um, but it was me and my boy Dalen, who's now he's sort of like okay, it was Dalen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but it was uh, we were we were off working on something else in yeah. my apartment. I remember this lawyer whose name I won't mention pulled hmm. up or whatever and came over and was telling me about whatever. So mm -hmm. I finished that script. And sure enough, and and I was a knucklehead back then. Um, <laughs> Not really. Uh, uh, no, I was a real knucklehead, uh -huh. like, <laughs> more of a knucklehead than people think. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I did a, uh, I was, uh, uh, I did a blind. My girl, me and her were taking a quote break for each other. We're married mm -hmm. now, so yeah. um, it, oh, that story ends well. But <laughs> we was uh, broken up at the time, right. and she was in New York City, and she was a novelist represented by ICM, the, the, the book division. Okay, yeah. And so I wrote a letter. I did a blind submission to ICM using her name, right. saying, hey, would you read my script? So you queried them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and uh, uh, Monday morning... My phone was ringing. I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew one person in Hollywood, mm -hmm. and I sent her the script, mm -hmm. right? She worked at Fox 2000. Okay. That's and not I bad. And I sent a copy <laughs> of the script. I sent a copy of the script to, yeah, she's the reason I got a career. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? A copy of the script to this agent mm -hmm. with a cover letter saying someone from ICM moved to Wu, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Monday morning, 9 a.m., it was on. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yep. It was, I've never felt that good in Hollywood again. 
and I don't think I ever. Well, will. you have a word for it. Something like when you're hot. What's, what's the word you call it? Like uh, this, you used the word for it on John's show. You said something like when you get that steam, when you get that yeah. that, that shit going, you know what yeah. I mean? But it only lasts for like a minute. Yep. <laughs> and so that was the beginning of it. Like I, I remember I had a voicemail saying, hey, this is uh, Jean Williams. Mm-hmm. Really, like she was the agent. She was the black agent back then. Wow, really? Really, and just she was she was good. She was good at what she did. Mm-hmm. She, she's out the game now, but mm-hmm. she was dope. And uh, you know, she came, she, she, was like, she was like, I'm where are you at right now? Really? You know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. I called her back, Let's go get. I'm, I'm coming right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she locked me down that day. Okay. And then my girl, uh, who is, uh, uh, I won't say, my girl who worked at Fox, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, was like, and I knew her through my my girl at the time. Was mm-hmm. like, I think we want this script. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, it just it just took off from there. Okay. Mm. Um, can you can you tell the people what that script was and, yeah, and why why do you think it did so well? What what do you think was in there? I was number one. I was growing as a writer. I was still really fucking green, mm-hmm. but I was growing. I remember thinking, and I if you don't have this feeling, I don't know any writer that doesn't have this feeling. Every time I write a script now, I've been doing it for twenty years now. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it professionally for fifteen, mm-hmm. and. Every time I write a script, I'm embarrassed by the last script I wrote. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know what totally. I'm saying? You're like, yeah. fuck. I was, <laughs> yes. How many exclamation points did I have in that fuck? You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Um, but this was, a, this was a script where there was a sense of clarity in my intention in the writing mm-hmm. that was new. I don't know how it hit me. Like, um, um, so I knew that was part of it. And then... I'm reading who the fuck is, oh, I just was watching Creed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Coogler is still close enough to, he's a Bay Area boy, you know that. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's from yeah. Richmond. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's from Richmond. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's uh-huh. from the Bay. Um, okay. um, there is the, the word authenticity. People use that word a lot, right? True. Mm-hmm. But it is a thing that if you can brand your writing with it, it can, your authenticity can be you grew up rich or whatever, but there is a, a, an authority in the way you exactly. write True. that you, exactly. I just don't see it in scripts. I probably don't even do it and have to. I don't even probably don't even have it no more okay. and have the scripts I write. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But back then, if you read that script, mm-hmm. you would know, oh, this is a motherfucker that's been around some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so that was a big part of it. And then the topic, it was basically, the script was, and funny I brought up Coogler, it was Creed. It's the exact same story as Creed. Yeah, it was or a boxing show. No, no, no. It was skateboarding, though. It was oh, a dude okay, from yeah. Hunter's Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, a young black kid from Hunter's Point right. who is a brilliant skateboarder, but he's caught up in hood shit, mm-hmm. meets a burnt out Tony Hawk type. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and he's in trouble or whatever mm-hmm. and goes to stay with him and they pursue grooming him out super okay. into skateboarding. Should I go see that movie right I'm, now? I'm just thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it, 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 it could work now. It, it could work it, now. It could work now. It you know? could work now. But unfortunately, it had a black lead back then. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is pre-Fast and Furious. I remember on the heels of this project, um, Fast and Furious came out a year or two later mm-hmm. and Save the Last Dance, mm-hmm. the term multi didn't exist back then. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and being from the Bay, you know how it is up there. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if you're from the Bay, you just have that kind of worldview. We, have, right? a, we yeah. have a hustle mindset. We feel like we have to make it ourselves. Yeah. You know and I mean? so uh, uh, unfortunately, like having a black lead, you couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Even though it is... It's, if you see Creed, you know how big, how big present. Right? They just it was the, the business back then wasn't having it. They mm. just was there like you can't do a movie with a black lead. Wow. And um, um, I remember the, the goddamn that was brutal. 
Um, maybe should I talk about it? Don't get I, in. Get in. It's hard. They got to hear it. Yeah, I guess so. And there's no bad guys in this. To be fair, it just wasn't done in Hollywood at this time, right? Mm-hmm. It just wasn't happening. But I wasn't. It's, it's a compromise I wasn't willing to make back then. Is I wasn't going to turn the lead into a white dude because exactly. I was like, dude, he's going. It's a black kid from the hood going into a white world. He's going mm-hmm. into the world of professional skateboarding, mm-hmm. um, and. The rewrite, you know, I I was uh, I, I, went, I eventually you know had to leave the pro- uh, project, mm-hmm. and then they tried to do it that way, but that starts to disturb the authenticity. It's, it's what, totally. made it, what made it pop yeah. in the first place? What makes you yes. excited about it? Right. But here's the thing: to be fair to the execs, mm-hmm. what made them excited about it was something that could never work back then anyway, because okay. Hollywood just wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so that's how I broke in, and it was on for like for a minute. There was a brief love affair with me yeah. on the level I was on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now that I've been around the guys you mentioned, mm-hmm. I realized that level wasn't shit. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was like a C list. The motherfuckers are A plus. Oh, I was yes. killing it in the yeah. C list though. Definitely. Like, motherfuckers was call- execs was calling me up saying I'm taking me to premiere. Like, yeah. remember, I'm a dude who don't know anybody in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and now I'm getting phone calls from the people I admire mm-hmm. inviting me places. I don't even know how they got my number. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure, so, but that's how I broke in. We would, we would have been eating and taking to-go bags home. Yeah. You know, like, can we go eat here before we go to this premiere? Exactly. And I, can that's I get some hilarious. steaks to go? Thank you. <laughs> yes. So so that opened up the door for you, so that got you signed to ICM. Yep. And then... Um, so it was rolling for a minute. It was ro- it was it was rolling. Yeah. It was rolling. And so were you like doing rewrites or just pitching I a turned, lot of what, what I, was I doing? I turned all that shit down. I mean, I talked about the story probably on the mm-hmm. which I fucked up. I was very very green, and that's why I'm really into mentoring. Like I only got so much time, but I'm mm-hmm. always working with a writer at all times. That's coming mm-hmm. up nice. because you see how fucking important that shit is. Definitely. And um, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know how to build a career. And because the business was shifting, Mm -hmm. the people who knew how to build careers were assuming, I was like, at one point, the projects, the people that were, the the studios that were coming to me about doing rewrites and doing projects, and there was all this excitement about Mm -hmm. me, I didn't like none of the shit they was doing. (laughs) And I didn't know it was about, dude, find your version of it and make Mm -hmm. it good. And so I told my team... Um, I don't want to, don't put me up for nothing no more. I'm only going to write specs. My career is going to be writing specs. (laughs) But the spec market had died. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I broke in with a spec. Mm -hmm. So. You were on the edge of it. Yeah. Yeah. That that was, it was, it was a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about picking yourself back up. Like, like how did that finally Turn around with you and Tim. Was that where it was with you and Tim? Or that was what? one of the times. I mean, that's what I take more pride. I take more pride in the part of my career up until Mem- Empire, where I mm-hmm. wasn't really having produced credits mm-hmm. in a business that had fundamentally changed. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was able to even survive to the degree I was, because like the idea of a mid-level writer, like you work your way up, you do a bunch of shit that doesn't get made or whatever, Mm -hmm. but eventually in doing shit that doesn't get made, you work yourself to a place where people like your writing and they put you on something. That shit has changed. You need hits now. You need -hmm. need to do some shit that, because now the dialogue is, whoever's going to hire you is calling their boss saying, we want to hire Malcolm Spellman. Mm -hmm. What has he done? Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're the new kid in town, 
That's a narrative. Mm-hmm. A motherfucker, oh, he's a dude who's been struggling for eight years, <laughs> yeah. but we think he's a good writer. Nah, he can't yeah. have a job. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. um, I bullied my way in, man. I just, I, I, I. Let's I, tell him. Let's tell him. You know, yes. I, I, uh, you know, I mean, I lost all my reps at one point. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, dude, I was, I went like three and a half years with no work. Wow. Um, after being turning yeah. down work, you know what I'm saying? After being the one to do. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. With all that yeah. fire on them. After being I think, the king of the sea list. I think Jamie right? Foxx right. co- Fox called <clears throat> it that little sprinkle, that, that little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I I wrote, I kept writing. That's the one thing I did is you, there's going to be an inclination, mm-hmm. especially if you've had some success. Mm-hmm. Your average career for a screenwriter is five years. Mm-hmm. That means most motherfuckers are breaking in with a spec, mm-hmm. maybe getting one job or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And then getting frustrated with not getting work and dropping out. Especially mm-hmm. in the feature world. Yep, right. 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 And, yeah, and Definitely. black in the feature world mm-hmm. when no. they, like, <laughs> pre three years ago, True. you know what I'm saying? True. Which is when it was, and now it's okay to be black again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go in hiding for a little while. Uh, <laughs> um, but so I was on perfect pattern to hit the mark of okay. every motherfucker that doesn't make it in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And really the main thing I did is I kept writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the first thing that turned my career around was bumping into this network of screenwriters because mm-hmm. um, the town wouldn't have me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was just like, dude, it's about <clears throat> it's about what you got. However, A-list screenwriters like writing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I remember the way I got back on is Derek Hass read. I was on that message board. I was just telling you about mm-hmm. writer action. and uh, That's still around? Yeah. Okay. Um, Derek, tell, tell the kids what that is. Just so it, they can... so I haven't been on that shit in years. <laughs> yeah. that, that went bad. They hated me and Tim. Like, Y'all always had some shit to say, didn't you? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, we were awful, but we was. it wasn't with malice, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But they didn't dig what we were about. Uh-huh. Um, but on that message board, there was a, a collection of writers. And I didn't know who none of these motherfuckers was. I'm mm-hmm. not an internet dude. At mm-hmm. least at that time, I wasn't. So I didn't know to be Googling people and mm-hmm. IMDB and people. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still don't read the trades. I don't do none of that. Oh, really? Now, okay. I'm not, yeah, I, yeah. I, I take pride in I'm, I'm, I'm a little bad at it. I scam through it and then Lisa tells me what happened. Yeah, no, nah, I don't do that <laughs> shit. I, 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 the only way, if someone sends me a link, I'll do it. Okay, But yeah. I don't re- I don't fuck with that, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, the, um, so we met these writers who all happened to be working writers at a high level. Mm-hmm. And Derek was the first person to give me a hand up. Um, he read the script, that the last script. Fuck, I was just looking at these emails. That had no, <laughs> I was like, it's emails to my agent, who is retired, mm-hmm. saying, man, I've been struggling for a couple years, but I think this next script is going to be the one. Okay. And it's still the, my favorite thing I've ever written. I was a greener writer then, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it's the best, sure. but I think it should be a movie or a series or mm-hmm. whatever called a dying ground mm-hmm. and I didn't realize again because I'm not savvy this is the wrong if you're trying to revitalize your career mm-hmm. this is the wrong fucking script it's a noir it's uh, like Devil really? in the Blue just set in Oakland uh, based on a novel yeah. it's, it's true detective you know like, like uh-huh. it's that vibe that just wasn't fucking happening mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but mm-hmm. I was inspired and I wrote it and it took me a year and a half to write you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and <clears throat> at that point my agent, who really loved me and protected me, had had some uh, family stuff she had to deal with. She dropped out of the business. 
Um, and I was done. You know, it was over. Then they're like, so the, they didn't pass you on to another agent wow. or some shit like that, or man, that's the end, though. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah. they did. And that, them, them agents is like, who yeah. are you? Who what are you? Doing? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just wrote a black yeah. movie, crime, mystical, mm-hmm. noir. Yeah, you're basically don't, a hip hop shit. Right? Don't yeah, let yeah, the yeah. doorknob hit you, but yeah, out. Yeah, out. Yeah, out. And <laughs> so that just sat on my shelf, and I kept writing for a couple years, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, this is a three and a half, four year dry spell. Wow. I had, it's the worst one I ever had. Yeah. And uh, through that writer action, Derek was like, hey dude, I'd like to read something you write. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent him that script, mm-hmm. which was dusted off and been off the shelf. We tried to get it going. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I'm gonna give you, give." Um, he got me reps. Oh wow. And then. See, why don't more people do that? I just don't understand. You know what I mean? If you see somebody with some serious talent, I'm like, I need to call my agent. This motherfucker, you know what I mean? He needs well, we need to do be that. on. That whole camp you know will mean? do that. Yeah. And then it's on your writing uh-huh. to carry you. He, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he was, he, I remember he was saying, like, at the time, his, his manager was, is, is, uh, uh, and I'm still with them, uh, oh, Andrew really? Dean and Michael yeah, Biden yeah, yeah. and the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, my Andrew, he's like, I've sent about three writers or four writers to my manager. He's never signed out of them. I'm not promising you nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they signed me. So that was the first big step. And then the, and and an even bigger step was the Wibberleys at the same time read a comedy I wrote called Don't Call It A Comeback. (laughs) (laughs) What was that about? That's it. I like that. You know what it was? It's kind of like the full Monty, whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. I was imagining Cedric and then like, I wanted to get the Kings of Comedy a movie. You know what Uh I'm saying? And it was like Cedric is a retired street dancer <laughs> and comes out of retirement and puts the, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, lives. I got to read that one, dude. <laughs> you that Cedric one. is a retired street dancer. Uh, he can kind of move a little okay. bit, though. He, he, know, he up, Yeah, he can move. Yeah. He can yeah. move. Yeah. yeah. And so the Wibberleys read that, really liked it, uh-huh. and they put me on something. Uh-huh. And that got me writing again, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I started working. Mm-hmm. Nothing got made. Mm-hmm. And I hit another dry spell. Man. Repeat the same process. Repeat wow. the same group of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, got me back out. And now I finally got some traction with Empire. A few other things were happening also at the same time. Mm-hmm. It just works like that. But So there's been a few deaths well, in my career. Well, well let's t- go ahead. And go ahead. I was going to say, well, how, you know, as a writer, how do you persevere through that? Because for the, for the kiddies listening, like when you hit that first dry spell... You know, and, and you get back on traction, and then you hit another one. How do you keep your psyche from like, shit? How like maybe I'm supposed to do this? Yeah, or some like shit, how you know? do you keep going through there? Well, Is it just I just love writing so much? I'm gonna keep doing it no matter what happens. I don't care. I'm good. I'm gonna keep writing. <laughs> like, what do you do to keep yourself like? I'm gonna keep pushing. It, it's funny because I I have there are a lot of people I see who that's why I said I take more pride in that struggle mm-hmm. than the wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I see motherfuckers that don't after a while, especially if you've made some money, you start to have difficulty in feeling like you gotta treat your career like you've never been in this mm-hmm. business. Stay um, hungry. Jay-Z got that Stay song where I treat my first like my last, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. off the black album. Right. Um, um and I had that and I also have always like that shit destroyed me in a lot of ways. That, mm-hmm. that being through that, mm-hmm. and like the motherfuckers that was calling me about shit, mm-hmm. literally just would not fuck with me no more. Man. That's really hard to digest. But even as I lost, I would not say confidence. My confidence that I was very good at what I do mm-hmm. was always there. My right. self esteem was fucked up. Mm. But I know how people respond to my writing. Mm-hmm. It's just that in features, specifically in TV, which I wasn't pressing the line on, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In features, 
writing, it's a filmmaker's fucking medium. Like your writing at best is gonna get a filmmaker, and if motherfuckers disagree with me, fine, whatever. Yeah. But your writing at best is a vehicle to get other motherfuckers involved with your process. Sure. That may change what you fucking wrote. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whereas in TV, if they like the writing, they're investing in the writer and the writer. But I wasn't fucking with TV that tough back okay, then. Yeah. So um, I just, yeah, I kept smashing. I always had a sense that I was good. And people have always responded to my writing. Mm-hmm. But in features that don't mean shit. We mm-hmm. like your writing don't mean nothing. Because mm-hmm. it's again, it's about what is he doing. Mm-hmm. It meant something before 2000. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean as much now mm-hmm. unless there's that narrative behind it. What has he done? He's the hot new dude. Mm-hmm. That's that's something. But what has he done? None of anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I just I just kept smashing. I I knew I did always know though. I have always known that this shit was for me, and there's always been indications that it was. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Let me. So let's get into um, let's get into balls out. So how did that come about with you and Tim? And and we were talking about, uh, like, um, he sent me the script like a month ago, a month or two ago, and I had I read it because I heard it on the blacklist, and I hit up I hit up Malcolm. I was like, Malcolm, dude, you got to send me the script. I need to read it on paper, right? Because this shit was badass. But let me tell you this. We were talking before we started um, taping, before you walked in, Lisa, about, about tone, and probably before you even walked in. And we were talking about how, um, I read his script and was inspired to write my mob script mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a tone. I wanted to set the tone. Right. Even though his was a comedy, he started off with fade the fuck in. That's what it says at the top of the page. Fade the, fade fuck, the, the fuck, fuck in. in. Is that telling you everything? Oh, right. That, that's that letting one, you know. That's a voice. That's letting you know yes. this is not your it's average, average script. Yes. So let's get into that, Jim. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's interesting because I wrote that with Tim Talbot, and that was during this era. That was during one of my rebirths, right? Okay. And that on the heels of that and getting on the blacklist or whatever, I had a good 2010. That was mm-hmm. when this was going on. Like mm-hmm. I had a good run in 2010, yeah, okay. but nothing got made and I died again. Mm-hmm. But Balls Out got on the blacklist. That was all part of mm-hmm. it. Um, and Fade the Fuck In, me and Hilliard were just talking about this, was actually something Derek Hass wrote on that message board mm-hmm. as a, uh, a joke scene. He's great at this shit. This mm-hmm. motherfucker will write a joke scene, mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, that's good. Like, mm-hmm. I should, I would use that that's scene. That's some genius I shit. Use, huh? I would use that. He's yeah. joking around. I yeah. would use, but it's, you, you talk about voice or whatever, even though he was joking or whatever, mm-hmm. that... I remembered it for years. Mm-hmm. That fa- you know what I'm saying, or I, I can't say I did. It might have been Tim. To be fair, mm-hmm. one of us remembered it, and that voice was that 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 line fade the fuck in was we were sure of the tone of what we were going to write. Mm-hmm. And I said it all. We took that. For, so <laughs> even though he did it as a joke, it right. was ours in a weird way mm-hmm. right. because we understood. It stayed in our heads. Mm-hmm. And we, we when we knew we were writing, we were like, that's going to be in there. You right. know what I'm saying? Because that definitely. is the where we're writing from. Yeah. And I do think like with tone, you can't always do like there's a punchiness that is really, really effective, but it can be a cop out. Like you, there, there's a lot of different tones, and they're like these good. The, the good writers will adjust tone and their style even to a degree, absolutely, to really create 
the vibe of the movie mm-hmm. or the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of hard to put into words, but tone is yeah, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Can we put that on a t-shirt? Was that fade tone? the fucking? Oh my god! I'll make you know much money for scriptwriters. Yeah. Fade the fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to market that. Yeah, that's a good one. We should push it. We yeah. should push I'll it. give you two weeks if you don't do nothing with it. Because yeah. <laughs> I've been slacking on it, but I keep saying I'm gonna give her a shirt that says "Cinephile Bitch." Yo, it's, it's, like, you it's, know, it's, people it's, buy that. It has that urgency to it, and yeah. like just seeing that, like if I was to read that in a script, mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> it's brilliant. Like and I'm ready to keep going and see what you got to say. All of their prose, it's like poetry. Mm-hmm. We but, worked really hard I mean, on that, dude. We you could went, tell, and mm-hmm. it's you funny, did not slip. People really get caught up. In the broad or the gross or the edgy humor, and mm-hmm. think it's a uh, they. Do, we worked really hard to make that script function on a lot of levels, mm-hmm. including the prose, mm-hmm. including the traditional narrative maneuvers you make sure. to try and make any movie work, whether it's a comedy, or whatever. We we tried to honor all that shit, mm-hmm. even as we subverted it and 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 made fun of it, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that, because a lot of people are like, oh, man, that's the biggest, dumbest thing I ever read, and we're like, I, we, we don't see it It ain't for way. everybody. Yeah, we it don't ain't see for it everybody. being dumb, no, you know what I'm saying? No, it's right. super smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I, do you mind if I send her the script? Go for it. I'll send the script. It's everywhere now, I forget. But the, the why you got to be chewing all into the mic? then? You can't do anything. Okay. <laughs> you, can, you can eat it. Just suck on it, y'all damn it. Um, but I was telling I was telling Malcolm earlier that w- when when I read the fade the fuck in, even when I heard it, even on the blacklist, I was like, oh, that's got to be Malcolm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just knowing how you talk and how mm-hmm. you go in, I was like, that's Malcolm's voice. So even though Derek Hodge came up with that. It still sounds like the way you would. That's right. Talk. Mm-hmm. You feel and me? to be fair, the voice of the Robotarb. Oh, you got to give him the name too. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the voice of me and Tim's working that is very much. I got to give it up. That that was an outer body experience working with him. Mm-hmm. We every line of description we fought over as it went on the page. Okay, so that is our voice, mm-hmm. meaning. I can't write. There is a lot of sh- there's a lot of me in that voice, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of Tim in that voice. Yeah. And the fights for us to have what we wanted mm-hmm. led to compromises. Mm-hmm. That is someone else's voice. Okay, you Understood. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, it was a trip. It was a yeah. really. I mean, I can't wait to get back to. Uh, I want to do something with him again this year. Uh, okay. coming this coming year. Yeah. Well, will you stay in the comedy zone? Yeah, it, it'll mm-hmm. be in the comedy. Okay. But it, it, this one will be a little bit more grounded, just because the story we want to we want to take on. Mm-hmm. Requires that, like it ain't about selling mm. out and nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. well, well, let let's tell the kids about like um, when you guys wrote that. You 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 kind of wrote that from a sense of we need to write some shit that will stand out. And how are we going to do? Like even coming up with the Robotard, you know, nickname or the, your your little uh, uh, pseudo name, like. There was something behind all that shit. You're like, we're not even going to put Tim and Malcolm on the script. Yep. They didn't even put their names on the script. Yep. It, it was <laughs> you know what fucked I mean? up. It's fun. Like, <laughs> here's what bums me out is because we were both in a tight spot back then, mm-hmm. there was a fearlessness. Like, when I read that script, like when Franklin did the, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I don't know if I would have had a courage to write this now. Really interesting. Because wow. it, there's, it's edgy in a way. Oh like, when you are fearless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then 
you're actually respectful. Like the way we dealt with people with handicaps and everything like that mm-hmm. is because fuck that. We're not pulling no punches for anybody. Mm-hmm. Not, not, we wasn't making fun of nobody, mm-hmm. but we're not pulling no punches right. for anybody. Right. Everything is on the table. Mm-hmm. We, we had, man, we had YouTube links embedded in the, uh, uh, in the original version. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it was like, it was like, fuck it. And that was what needed to happen oh, okay. in that line yeah. of description. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, Nah, it was it was interesting, like to 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 be willing to go mm-hmm. that way with it and have such a vision or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and I and I wonder what our next endeavor is going to be like, mm-hmm. and and how brave it's going to be mm-hmm. or not. Well, do you, do you think people are going to expect you guys to keep it just as edgy, or do you think it doesn't matter? I, I don't know that we have that edge anymore. And no, if you're being honest, and yeah, if you're yeah. going to be Good. Mm-hmm. You have to be what you are. You can't fake. You can't fake shit. True. Mm-hmm. But for sure, when we wrote balls out to go to go what you're saying, mm-hmm. Tim always kept saying, "We want this shit." Like people have a stack of scripts mm-hmm. every day they got to read. Mm-hmm. We want them to remember this one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he was very very conscious about that okay. uh, uh, when we were doing it. And I do think that that is the the going to what you're thinking about people breaking into the business or whatever. If you're sure about some shit that mm-hmm. is you, like we were sure about some shit that was us, sure. and Tim, you know, you gotta do that. You gotta, you gotta get that in there. Um, I think when I'm talking to younger writers now, one of the negatives of the internet and access and people like you and Mason and all these script, like, there's so much fucking access mm-hmm. to that writers who want to break in are too immediate. savvy. It's immediate, too. They're, they're, and they're, they're too savvy. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they understand shit they shouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. They understand, like, oh, I'm writing for readers. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to, uh, you hear words mm-hmm. like white space. I got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll mm-hmm. read these scripts. They're easy to fucking read. Mm-hmm. You'll get through that script. Like, I, I'm, it's hard for, I, I'm super, I have difficulty I get distracted from reading who the fuck knows if I have ADD or whatever, but <laughs> it's hard for me. Yeah. And a lot of these writers have mastered, I can get through a script easy, mm-hmm. right. but it didn't leave nothing with me when right. I get through it. Okay. And a lot of writers are aware of what the marketplace wants and shit, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They're aware of all the shit that makes them blend in with each other, sure. as opposed to being sure what they want to say mm-hmm. that is only them and mm-hmm. making sure the world knows about them mm-hmm. and whatever opinion or voice or experience whatever they have mm-hmm. and um I think it's a problem. I think I think it holds people back. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think I think being savvy in a way is a is a is a detriment, mm-hmm. you know? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So did you think it's keeping their voices as being blended in with yes. everybody else? Yeah, I see that. So it's a not lot. as original anymore. I I see that as a lot and I think that like there's a famous dude I'll probably bring up again. Not mm-hmm. famous, but um, when I did Craig's podcast, I mm-hmm. talked with this young dude I knew who, I don't say his name or whatever, okay. but he blew up. He's super hot now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay, I talk yeah. about him, Craig's thing. Mm-hmm. And some of the shit I predicted would happen with him mm-hmm. has happened, and he's recovered well, and mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to be a star in All this right. business. Right. But that dude was always sure of his voice. Mm-hmm. Always, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's you immediately mm-hmm. like, oh shit, yeah, I'm gonna fuck with you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that too many, and the fucked up thing is the writers who are savvy and want to game the system and the ones that make it doing that, then because they came up on the internet and have a presence out there or whatever, mm-hmm. <clears throat> speak on it and make people think that that's gonna happen again when, sure, 
concept is that how much do you hear about concept is everything, blah, 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 and all that shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so there'll be writers who come up out this era of internet and the screenwriting world that exists who believe that shit. Mm-hmm. And on a fluke, they did come up with a concept that is everything sure. and deliver it just well enough that it did get them into the business. Mm-hmm. And now they're teaching that lesson to a bunch of motherfuckers coming up under them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, dude, that was such a fucking fluke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, that right, this dude, right. and, or maybe that dude is the concept genius and he'll be able to mm-hmm. build a career sure. selling concepts. Sure. But 90% of motherfuckers that come in need to have an opinion and a point of view and a voice where you can jump onto someone else's concept and do what you do on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it's hurting. I do think the savvy thing really hurts. And I think uh, people who, I have worked with writers where it's like, I got to push them out of that space mm-hmm. and be like, dude, you got to do your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to, or young lady, you got to do your shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are, are, you, are you still, but you're not saying don't follow, you know, the structure and shit. You're still saying to, to follow your voice, right? Is I'm there, saying are, are follow your voice. Things? Yeah, they're, they're different things. There is voices. Whatever the fuck people consider voice, it's mm-hmm. a lot of different things, right? Yeah. But it, I think it's that thing we talked about earlier, authenticity in mm-hmm. like, and authenticity don't mean that you're from the streets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. It means that you are absolutely delivering something honest and signature to you, okay. even if it's dashes of it. Even if you're telling the same old diehard mm-hmm, story, mm-hmm. your point of view is so specific right. that in any given scene, a line of dialogue or what you've done with a character mm-hmm. or a line of description, they're going to be like, man, this person is that person. Mm-hmm. Like People feel like they know me when they read my writing. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? The, I think that's, vo- that's, that's a part of voice anyway. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. structure is, is, is its own thing. And I think that's overly bashing. Like, I've had to unlearn... It's it's so formalized, mm-hmm. and the shit we use to teach structure and that gets imposed on us is written by people that that shit didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So how can it be that formal when the fucking movies y'all are referencing? Mm-hmm. They wasn't caught up in that shit. They yeah. might have read some Socrates or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> but they wasn't caught up in these paradigms. And yeah, these, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know this what I'm first sequence. They, yeah. they, read, they read they Sid Field back in the day. And, uh, <laughs> I'm saying pre-Sid Field. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like we, we reference right. those movies still. Right, right. Um, and I think that's a dangerous thing. I, mm-hmm. I I feel like creative doors have been closed for me mm-hmm. because of those fucking books. And I don't like them, mm-hmm. but that shit seeps in because it's so effective. Mm-hmm. It seeps into Absolutely. you. And you mm-hmm. and I and I try and resist that shit because if you just Ted Elliott once said something a long time ago no, where he's like, <laughs> the primary thing that you need to do to be a good screenwriter is be interesting. Thank you. And that will form <laughs> you that will give you your structure. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like if you are, if you ask yourself, this is what I do with myself, is like, why is this compelling? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your favorite word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Why is this compelling and why is this interesting? Mm-hmm. And if you ask yourself that, that will d- deliver your structure mm-hmm. for you. Because it just just on that note, like, because I saw the movie Creed. I'm probably going to see it two more times. I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's a movie storyline I've seen before. Yep. Yeah. But what makes it compelling mm-hmm. is just the flavor of 
Philly, the way that Michael B. Jordan brings it, the ca- it's everything. It's the nostalgia of having Stallone. Mm-hmm. And though people are like, oh, well, you know, it's just a story. Like, yeah, we've seen that story before, but what makes it compelling, we're seeing it from a different viewpoint, okay. different eyes, a different writer. It just it just clicks on all you, cylinders. You gonna write something on Bitch for a time? Um, yeah, I am. I'm gonna go see it two more times. Okay. Um, she be watching the movie three, four times. <laughs> That's great. I, no, I love it. One, because I can, and here's the thing I have to say for, um, for Fruitvale Station, mm. I did not go see it. I'm not ready to see that story yet, but okay. I did pay it's people. Tough. It's tough. I know. It's tough. But I did, tough. But I did yeah. support it by paying for friends to go see it who mm-hmm. wanted to see it, but I knew that it wasn't something I, I, I felt in my heart I needed to see that because yeah. going through that and knowing people who've been through that, yeah, I just wasn't deep. ready for it. It's deep. You know, but I support. You know, yeah. I, like I said, I pay for people to go, hey, here's my money. I'm not going to go see it because mm-hmm. I can't see it right yet. But here, go see it. But I knew when this this Creed movie was coming out, mm-hmm. he 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 already had me. <laughs> with when, his shirt off, when I'm the sure. Creed with the okay, so yeah, I am going to go see the second time to see the shirt off <laughs> and all of that stuff, and also for the soundtrack and everything okay. else. But it's just something about that movie that's so compelling and so engaging, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a fantastic movie. You know, and how are they doing in the box office? I heard that they oh, were like, it's probably, they were like yeah. 56, oh, 57 please, pounds. Please, I think it's in third place right now. Okay, good. Um, but only because you know you got the Hunger Games and everything else. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it's making that money back, and yeah. the t- I'm getting the T-shirt, the soundtrack, everything. <laughs> but like I said, going in, it's Michael. engaging, it's compelling. <laughs> like the audience I went with. Mm-hmm. We was that dude. We was like, oh my god. We were in the box and saying, get. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, it was like it was one of those old school movies. It was like seeing the first Rocky movie mm-hmm. all over again. It's like a nice. Um, Book in it just goes it fits so well together and I'm just three, so excited three million about this that. week no it's it's a it did it's at sixty five million gross so far so is that sixty five million yeah. gross it's okay. killing it's it's okay. doing yeah. great that's good I think it's a perfect example of what we're talking about because right. you're right mm-hmm. it is a very very classic story right mm-hmm. and I think Kugler you see this movie. And voice is all yes. over it. He mm-hmm. has an opinion. It's distinct. Mm-hmm. You can tell a brother. It's a black movie. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. Like, what is a black movie? Formally, if you talk about you're dealing with African married, like, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the flavor on this shit, you know a young brother wrote mm-hmm. and directed this movie. Mm-hmm. And that actually adds that life and vibrance, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to traditional fucking to a traditional right. story it's right. real and he definitely his 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 fingerprints are just they're just embedded on that mm. shit it's really I'm I'm interested to see like cuz Marvel has a reputation mm-hmm. of really wanting to be controlling mm-hmm. um and I wonder uh uh like cuz this dude obviously is able to do authenticity mm-hmm. yep and to deliver a flavor that's African American, black, whatever you want to call sure. it, yet be popcorn and wide yes, open, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a potent thing. Mm-hmm. That's a totally potent, potent thing. And I think Definitely. there's going to be a generation, I think there's going to be a ton of innovation with what's going on in Hollywood now, mm-hmm. led by black folk, right. because we are pop culture fiends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think we lead the way. Yeah, I, I mean, think, we've always led the way. It just was never known medium, that we led the way. But this medium has been the most resistant <laughs> yes. to us. Yes, yeah. and guys like Kugler who mm-hmm. are like, "Look, this is going to be for everybody." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to have that ism on it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, it sure is. Gotta have that ism because it's working class. Like it, like you can see in terms of, if you talk about intersectional filmmaking in mm-hmm. terms of the characters, you got working class. Mm-hmm. You've got those American dream aspirations that everybody, it, even everybody if you're relates to. That. Everybody wants because yes. everybody wants to be something special, and mm-hmm. and it has that. Especially well, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, shame on you. <laughs> it's not really a spoiler, but I'm just going to say this. 
Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, 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 spoiler. It's two weeks ago. It came out two weeks ago. No, they no, no, no. Known it's known not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> the bitches should have seen the movie already. They should have seen it But it, it also <laughs> has that moment for the older audience that a lot of times when our older people, especially with Stallone playing, you know, mm-hmm. an older Rocky, the idea that our older people tend to give up on themselves, like, oh, my, my life is pretty much done. It's this. Mm-hmm. It, it flipped that script and said, you as an older person, you still have a vitality that we need. Sure. And there's that moment, oh my God, I can always get emotional thinking about it, where, um, what's his name was saying, like, oh, I want to make sure that I wasn't a mistake, I have this thing. Yeah. And Rocky says the same thing, like, mm. my life is this, and I don't really have there's family. A parallel. It talks about people building families when you don't have family. Mm-hmm. It shows you how to build a family. Mm-hmm. Not the family your blood kin to, mm-hmm. is the one that you build. It has so many great messages for everybody. You know, it should be killing even more. You know, it's one of those beautiful I mean, stories, even though, like you said, we've seen it before, but because it has that, that extra black aesthetic underneath it, <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. Uh, speaking, got, speaking of black aesthetic, yeah. for you. Okay, well, we physically get in Empire. Now. Let's talk about Empire. Okay. Let's talk about how you got on the show and we yes. can get on, we can get yes. into it, you know. Yes. Um, I developed with Fox. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that same group of screenwriters, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, had, I uh, got a pilot going at Fox, whatever, and had mm-hmm. a real good experience with the execs there. Mm-hmm. Like, we, even though it was almost a sense like we ain't gonna make this because mm-hmm. you wanna do this and we don't wanna do that. Oh, okay. But TV is real different from film. Mm-hmm. We like your writing. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it is, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And Fox, to their credit, really seemed to feel like, dude, we want, again, it's so fucking different than mm-hmm. movies because we like this script. Huh? I was saying, don't bang because we can oh. hear it. <laughs> because we, because they like that script, they 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 want to invest with me, and they asked to put me on a mm-hmm. uh, on a on, on a show, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it at that time. Mm-hmm. And then Empire came around. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, what what made you say yes to that? You know, it was right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's funny because yeah. it killed. I had a similar but very different pilot I had just written. Oh, really? Empire killed that. <laughs> so I was in that space. I was in that space creatively uh-huh. anyway. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, you had to get, and you know, like, it, mm-hmm. it was like everything about it was, you got to get in the mix on this one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I wanted to have that relationship with Fox also. And it you know works to all your sensibilities that I know of you, you know, hip hop. You know what I mean? Edge. Music, yep. edge, grittiness. I mean, it still has all those, you know. Yeah. And then it's a soap opera in the midst of all of it. That's, yeah, that's which was yes. a, that was a learning curve. That's true. So mm-hmm. that, that's how I got yeah. in. Fox, okay. put, Fox put me on it, and I met with all the EPs, mm-hmm. and they was like, yeah, let's, now, let's do it. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people don't know. Now, you came in at what level on that show? Um, co-producer. Co-producer. Now, that doesn't usually happen, but because you had that relationship, you'd already sold another show, they knew you were on a certain level with your writing, so they had to push you in instead of putting him the staff writer, mm-hmm. which would be yeah. an insult. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, no, exactly. And, that, and that's, that's, the, that's the thing Craig always says, you get what you can get, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, in a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants you and values you, they're going to give you what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 so that, that, was, that was, yeah, that, that, was, that was a unique thing to come in, to come in like that. Um, and I feel like, you know, um, it was a good gamble on their part. You know, mm-hmm. I get along with everybody in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I work hard. You guys have a big room. Yeah, we got a big room. It's Especially this season, there's more writers. Double. They doubled yeah. it. It went from it's seven crazy. writers to 14. Wow. Oh, my God. They're almost going back to like the 90s. That's what I'm saying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> They're doing the good some, old days. some all in the family like, yeah. type of shit or something. Oh <laughs> wow. So go ahead. Ask the question you wanted to ask. <clears throat> so. With Empire. <laughs> oh, boy. She physically going in on you. you got, no, no. Not, not, not in a good way. Okay. Because we were talking about this the other night. 
with you and with you, and we were talking about the brand, mm-hmm. the music, the fashion. You got you guys are selling music on iTunes. Uh, isn't there isn't there like a cookie clothing collection coming out? I'm sure something fashion, yeah. yeah. Just the popularity overseas, which refutes that whole statement that mm-hmm. we don't sell overseas. Because mm-hmm. I know when they had some of the cast go over there, people went freaking nuts mm-hmm. over there. <laughs> they don't like black people, really. Yeah. So, but it's like, and and I know you, you're probably tired of hearing us. They call it the empire effect, of course. You yeah. Know? yeah. But um, future wise, in terms of other shows that you want to do, do you think that Empire is that game changer? Where it's the permanent game changer. For us, because a lot of times we get these moments where we have these shows that are like mm-hmm. black, popular. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it spawns a lot of other imitation shows, and then all of a sudden it kind of dies down again. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it, like the growth of the audience, the live tweeting, mm-hmm. the excitement. Mm-hmm. I mean, bitch, I ain't never in my life, Team Lucius, pre-bought <laughs> a TV series before the episodes even came out, just to make sure I keep up with what's going on. I ain't mm-hmm. never did that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like when Obama, like I ain't never gave money to no politicians for nothing <laughs> <Right>. like that. <laughs> It's the Obama wait, wait, TV. Wait, wait, I didn't think the brother was gonna win, mm-hmm. but I was gonna give him some money to like try to carry the baton a little bit further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he won. I was like, oh shit, he won. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Empire is kind of to me, Empire is that thing. It's like it it it's like a four quadrant show. Like, mm-hmm. It's hitting everybody, young people. I was up at my job and kids were like talking about Empire. Y'all talking about Empire? Y'all in sixth grade. <laughs> Who are your parents and you watch the show? Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't tell me what happened because I haven't seen that episode yet until I get home. <laughs> but it's like, it just seems like the phenomenon is so huge and so big. And it's having such a huge impact. I know when Carlita was on, we were talking mm-hmm. about you guys were shout out to Carlita yeah, Machetti. You guys were bringing Latino actors on. Mm-hmm. Like you are hitting. He was saying that was your idea for one of the one of the characters to be um, Latino. Yeah, I, it, it, Carlito likes. He's a generous dude. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, it, Carlito challenges us. This is why you got to have diversity in the room mm-hmm. because Carlito challenges you also though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, don't forget about. Mm-hmm. You know Latinos. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Yeah. And um um and if if you're not white, you do understand this sense of obligation mm-hmm. to other people. Not saying nothing. I don't want that to come off the wrong mm-hmm. way. Right. But I'm saying when you are a minority, mm-hmm. you are aware that there are other minorities in a way that Correct. you can't if you haven't had that struggle. You know Correct. what I'm saying. Right. Right. And it's just you know you're just bringing so much new stuff and new faces. I'm like. Is this is this is this the have we have we reached heaven yet? <laughs> is this the start of the new revolution mm-hmm. where you can have leads? I know the genre shows are doing it with yeah. Nicole Bahari mm-hmm. and where you have these quote unquote people of color, a lot of black characters where their lead roles, where their their color, their ethnicity is not part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's just a little extra on top of it mm-hmm. and it's successful. But it just seems like Empire is just blowing everything out the water. Like everybody is watching, not just everybody. black folk, everybody is watching the show. Everybody. I am scared, and I'm hoping it's the permanent change, mm-hmm. but I'm scared it's not. They are still clinging to the overseas thing right now. Um, what do you mean? What way? Like what? They, they're, still, they're still saying it. it it's, <laughs> it's, it's really... It, it's, it, that shit makes me irrationally angry. It does. Mm-hmm. Because it does. they're so sure they're right. Mm-hmm. They are so fucking sure that you silly... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look at our data. And, like, mm-hmm. and they're ignoring... But the NBA is the biggest sport mm-hmm. overseas. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring the music. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring Kevin Hart sells out shows in Sweden. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Breakdancing is bigger so there than it is here. Only racist. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. regarding TV and film, and they're still clinging to that shit. Yeah. And that is all that matters now. Mm-hmm. Domestic don't mean nothing, especially in features. It doesn't right. mean nothing. Right. Um, so that part scares me. I do feel like what could be game changing now is there's a floodgate effect happening. Mm-hmm. So they can't hide from Quantico. Mm-hmm. They can't hide from what Shonda's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. They can't hide from Straight Out of Compton, Aziz, Empire. It's all I'm coming yeah, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. On top of that, their shit ain't working as much. Mm-hmm. And it's because the dominant demographic, white folks, have grown up now so deeply aware of other cultures, mm-hmm. they need flavor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they, 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 it's it's their own people or that are fucking with Empire. Like everyone thinks Empire is all black and it has a massive black demographic. Mm-hmm. But I bet you if you took the black demo out of Empire, it's still it's beating still most be shows. Yeah. It's still beating most shows. Yes. And, right. And so, but it is scary. As long as they repeating the overseas thing. We we may it could die again, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. I don't know. When. You guys are playing over there, right? Yeah, I don't know, but it's they got to stop saying the shit though. Mm-hmm. The people that write these checks, right, got to stop believing that it's true, mm-hmm. and that because that's all that matters is what they believe, and they're and and so. Well, it, let me let me ask you something. Being somebody, you're on a hit network show, the biggest network show, right? Then I have a friend who's on. Uh, um, um, the Amazon show that is doing great, but they don't even know what the numbers are because they don't even fucking tell them. Right. How did, what's that like? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're on a show, we don't even know what our numbers are, but we get in season two mm-hmm. just because. You talking about Hannah God? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's For my example. Boy too. That, you know yeah, I mean? He's from the Bay. Ben, by yeah. the way. Yeah. It's, the Bay yeah. is deep so I would love to him. He's badass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'll like, up with Ben. Yeah, but like, like Ron Perlman's a friend of mine, so he's yeah. supposed to do the show one right, day. Right, My right. My busy. Like he got a job <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so, for example, you know what I mean? Shows like that, they don't even know what the numbers are or they don't tell them. Like even the staff writers, they have no idea like what the numbers are. You know I, what I mean? And that's interesting because I just had a meeting uh, the other day with the mm-hmm. digital department at, uh, at CAA. All right. And I think what's happening right now. See how now, he just threw that out like it wasn't mm-hmm. that. Like, no, you know, yeah, I'm that, just chilling over that, that bag. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean it like I'll that. Fuck I, like yeah, I, um, but I might be that guy now. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Name it, dude. Name mm-hmm. it. Let some people get some game. Happen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Let people um, dream. <laughs> but they were talking about how, uh, I guess I won't say the entities' names, but some of these entities have now so much fucking data mm-hmm. on how their content is consumed. Okay. That they are learning how to monetize it in major, major ways, and I think the reason that this shit has happened that you're talking about, mm-hmm. Hilliard, is there was this. There ha- we're just coming out again. You talk about the heels, like when I got into the business, mm-hmm. it was changing, but the old there was a lot of. Right now, we're just. I think I don't know for a fact. I'm not an expert. Sure. It feels like we're coming off the era of digital. What does it mean? How do we monetize it? That mm-hmm. was, I think, a legitimate thing yeah, that studios legitimate. and shit were saying, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think they figured it out. Mm-hmm. But you got to start doling money out mm-hmm. once you mm-hmm. figured it out, unless you can hide them fucking numbers for a period of time. Right. They're going to have to give them up sooner or later. Yeah. But I think what's happening, when you hear how sophisticated these motherfuckers are, like with these windows of knowing... Who will pay top dollar to have the shit first? Mm-hmm. Who will pay less money and wait a little bit? Mm-hmm. And then the kind of motherfuckers that will sit through 
shit for free, mm-hmm. but do this, and you can get money on these other like whole other ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They know all that shit, and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, how before they had them discussions with all the people who are gonna want to get paid because of it, mm-hmm. they can still use this this idea, this fantasy. Oh well, we don't need to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it making money? Is it not? Mm-hmm. And so they're enjoying that window. Because okay. I think a lot of times they forget. Because the old days they used the Nielsen ratings, mm-hmm. and of course the old days with Nielsen you had to have a landline, and they're talking <laughs> about well the Nielsen ratings like who okay. What demographic mm-hmm. is still using a landline? It's probably older, middle-aged <laughs> people. Yeah. And they're not even counting people a lot of times who are DVRing shows. True. Or people like myself mm-hmm. who are pre-buying the show on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before the even show even shows up on TV. Mm-hmm. So I think they really don't know. Okay. And I think if they really did a study and like analyze, there was a point where they were talking about, well, Empire didn't do as well this season in terms of numbers. Mm-hmm. But they, I don't think they were counting the DVR numbers. Because a lot of people got work, bitch. Yeah, People got to work. I, mean, they, I DVR'd. They're not, they're I don't not, watch it. They're not sitting at home yeah. Thursday night. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we're watching it later mm-hmm. and then live tweet like, girl, let me tell you, you know, and then mm-hmm. get the live tweets like, girl, don't tell me the story. <laughs> and, you know, and like, they said, girl, you're going to be sad when you see what happened to last. I was like, bitches, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Not my Adam Let me tell you something. Why no. is it? Because we missed... Cause we were, we were on our honeymoon, me and my partner, right? My husband, my husband. We went to um, Hawaii. You can say it. It's okay. Oh no, no. I just used to saying partner. That's all. Yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. Like it just takes a minute. Transition. It's only been a month. Yeah, when you <laughs> you make that mean? transition to being locked exactly. down. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> but then I feel that. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, damn, I forgot my damn thought. What would you just? Well, no, let me you just ask you this: Can you can you lie to me and just tell me because y'all didn't show nobody with Laz? Can you just lie to me and just tell me that he is safe somewhere? <laughs> he can't tell you. And that, that Cookie and him <laughs> one day will like hook up one day. Because let me just tell you something: because that 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 sex scene with him and Cookie was hot. Like when I bought it, I'm like. Oh, I must have missed something in the first scene. I need to rewind, I need to rewind that rewind back and watch it again. <laughs> there are some clues here I need to see. Wait, one more again. One more again. Uh, you know. Right. Can you just lie to me and just say, Lisa? It's all going to be good. Okay, good. Okay, good. Right. good. Well, uh, let me good. ask you a quick question. Because you wrote one of my favorite episodes so far of the season. Wait, which um, one was it? Which one? He did the battle, where they finally did the battle round. <gasps> right? Ooh, ooh. The only thing missing for me is I wanted to see three rounds. You know what I mean? Like they usually do. I need oh, a shot. Mean? We shot three. Did you? I mean, it, it becomes it's too difficult. And the Santa's gonna beat me up for this. Uh, <laughs> Tell it. It, it, not, Tell it, it was. It was. It's interesting because what ended up happening was first of all, you just have minutes mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. Some of that, their their story. You 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 have to have stories, sure. and music takes up so much space on this show yeah. Yeah, that yeah. you you're like fuck. I, but I got to tell the story. I'm like, we got other episodes to shoot. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So you got to support that. And if I'm honest, if you're just talking drama, like you know, shit, I'm all about hip hop. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But this is a TV show ultimately, mm-hmm. and the way the drama was playing out in the two rounds. Mm-hmm. Told the story better okay. than having Fair all enough. three. Fair enough. Okay. So the That's first fair. reason is time. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Just there was a third. There was mm-hmm. a first round shot, mm-hmm. and that you just you wouldn't be your show wouldn't make sense right. okay. if you had it all planned. Well, out. just know that you know you got to. She got it to me. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, she did. She did. You know what, motherfuckers are forgetting? I'm like done. You talk about like the Drake Meek Mill thing or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I felt very. I feel like okay. I had Jamal say. 
do songs. You like you and you did. Yeah, and like perform and, right, and yeah. that, and that is like there were a lot of people who got that. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people like, dude, it ain't he. Won, he didn't win because he beat her in bars. Yes. Right. or and he got res- the crowd involved. Res- yeah, respect to yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying who had better mm-hmm. bars, but I'm not making yeah. that. I'm not right. about to get screamed on. I'm like say, motherfuckers. who had better um, stuff. <laughs> but, but the whole idea we were saying there mm-hmm. is. There's a gear. I watch URL and Smack and all that shit, mm-hmm. right? They do. There's a right. gear performers mm-hmm. have. Performers. Yes. Right. That and that's mm-hmm. something else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what Hakeem did. And okay. I tried to fucking put okay. it on text. Right. The motherfuckers was still like, yeah. nah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's now just what I Now, let me just ask you this. How much of <clears throat> that episode are you able to include? Your lyrics into that, or is that all Akeem writing? That's all them. Like, you talk to them about About what you want the story needs to be, and they're amazing. You know what I'm saying? They'll take Mm -hmm. that shit and be like, they'll give you songs Mm -hmm. that will progress the story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because Frida Gass is dope. Yeah, I like her. I like her. That girl is like blazing. She got a nice voice. Is it, is it, can you talk about, um, before we start to wrap up, is it possible? Because I I heard the rumor meal, and I saw it on there, Sylvia Robinson. Bio, that's, Sugar Hill. Yeah, no? but that's me and Carlito. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Can you talk about? Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. That? That can you just? Because I, when I saw that, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, let's tell the kids. Called. Let's tell it's the kids. Gonna be called. Yeah, so, I'm like, you bringing some history for the children, mm-hmm. and the babies need to have this movie. But we're gonna. It's funny. <laughs> we gonna. We, we got a real specific angle on it. So me and Carlito mm-hmm. uh, are gonna do this movie at uh, Warner Brothers that's about Sylvia Robinson, who created Sugar Hill Records and released the first. Commercial rap record, mm-hmm. rappers delight, right. change everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, uh, but our approach to it is going to be because there's so much history there. It, it, you don't want to get start getting bogged down in biopic mm-hmm. and right. this happened and this happened and this mm-hmm. happened. Right. And so we're going to do it like a caper movie. Hmm. We're going to do it like American Hustle, yes. or oh, yes. Wolf of Wall Street, uh-huh. yes. or even I, I consider uh, a, a social network a caper movie okay. that yes. they pull on okay. Facebook, mm-hmm. and it's going to be them scrambling to pull off this record that's going to change the world. Love it. You know what I'm saying? I love yeah, it. It's going to yeah. be good. And, and Malcolm, if you ever need someone to walk by and say, <laughs> where's Miss Sylvia Robert? Her office is right over there. She's amazing. Follow me mm-hmm. this way. That's funny. You guys got to meet her? Huh? You guys got to meet her or talk to her? Um, no, no, no. But we got they, there, and we uh, the rights are all official. They got we got tons of transfers with the okay, family. Okay. With me and Carlito go talk to some mm-hmm. of the family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now nah, she. I mean, you know, she was this. Mm-hmm. She was a force. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean that. Like I remember being in the fifth grade mm-hmm. when my mother bought me that record when we still had record players and being with my friends and we put that record on and I swear to God this is what we thought because at the time we weren't aware of. Um, you know, people spitting bars on a record. You know, you're used to when you're a little kid, people sing. And I remember, sounds bad, but I remember why I was like, are these people from West Africa? They're talking. This is a new, I thought it was like a new, from a different country, a, nif- yeah. a different thing. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this must be something so new and out there. And just everybody did it. It was just like, it was one of those moments where you live through history, where you're used to so, because I'm one of those fortunate people where I've able, and some of us in here too, um, where I was able to live through a lot of major transitions in music, where you're actually part of it, mm-hmm. but you can kind of look back historically and see those moments. And it was one of those moments where, like, literally, she's a hip hop head. You like literally, I can mm-hmm. feel like like 
fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I felt, I remember getting my hair pressed. <laughs> my auntie put the record on, and we're sitting here with my friends, and my friends are like, hurry up, hurry up. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. she pressed on my hair. Hold on, it's not going to take mm-hmm. that long. And I just remember playing that over and over again and thinking to myself, this is a change in everything. Like, this is going to change everything. Can I tell you? I hope Warners is listening to this mm-hmm. because that is a huge part of what this is about. Okay. And every, that, like, what we want to do, I wonder, I guess it doesn't matter if we, one of the things me and Carlito were talking about doing is we want to, throughout the movie, mm-hmm. be having real interviews mm-hmm. with famous MCs and people. Okay. To talk about where they were when they heard Rappers Delight. Because that record, it's hard for for people who, because it's black folks, really. Mm -hmm. It's hard for, white folks came onto it so late, Mm -hmm. they don't get, even our children, Mm -hmm. everybody in the fucking country knew the second they heard that record, it's over, it's changed. It It was was like, this is it. Like, I was, I was. There was the day before I heard that record, mm-hmm. and then there was the day after oh that. Oh, my God. Definitely. That's it. That's, you know what I'm saying? I, it was such a sci... Like, I, you know, I always reference sci-fi. And oh, definitely. Yeah. It was such a sci-fi moment for me. It's like when you talk about when if we ever see aliens, there's like the day before the aliens came mm-hmm. and the day they showed up. Like, it was that, it was that visceral for mm-hmm. me. Like, I just remember it. Like, the next day after that... You, music was never the same. Yep. And then once they started bringing more, and then, of course, when you saw them on TV, mm-hmm. and we knew those raps, we were going to the playground, and mm-hmm. then we started adding our own thing, and it was just amazing. I know my mother was sick and tired of me playing, because my mother was like, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to, you know, and I'm big back, Hank, and I'm, it was just like, <laughs> the language, hip-hop, uh-huh. I mean, it just, I don't well, you know, know. You know I what can't it even did? explain to you what, how, um, how important that was. And, and, and um, um, Rudy just asked me a question that I want to ask you. One more last question. Okay. But, yeah. but let me just finish this last thought. Is I know what it did because back in, 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 in New York in the, in the early and late 70s, it was like filled with all those different gangs. You know what I mean? Everybody had the patches on. It looked like the Warriors. It was like yeah. crazy. But when hip hop came, it stopped. All right. of that. Everybody started now breakdancing and rapping. You and, had your crew. You know what I mean? It, it calmed the streets down. Mm-hmm. It was Absolutely. just full of crime. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a really interesting thing, too. I'm sure you guys are going to cover because you were there at the time. And also, yeah. it's the start of communication between cities of young people communicating. Because as soon as those other records came out, uh-huh. depending on what city you came from, it was a way for us. It was like those tribal drums. Mm-hmm. It was like, let me know, you know, give me that smoke signal. What y'all doing over there down south? What y'all doing back east? It was a way for us to talk to each other through these records. But that moment, it was such a huge thing that I am so excited about this movie. Yeah, I'll do it right. I, I hope we do. I Ooh. hope we do. Who knows? We'll fuck it up. You <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to support it anyway because exactly. it's, it was it was. That's vital. what we want. Blind it's support. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Meritocracy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? well, we fuck with you. We yeah. fuck with you. All right, look. So let me ask this quick question from Rudy. He said, I'm going to ask the second question because um, the other one is sounds like it's more about empire, you know, uh. in general. All right, well, I'll ask it. Fuck it. He said, for a baby writer's, pers- for a baby writer's perspective, you read it because you know I can't read <laughs> oh crazy God. stuff. The top one. For, or from a baby writer's perspective, knowing you have so much time dedicated to music and songs, how does that affect your page count and your storylines? It, it's, it's massive. And that, that was an education on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is where we had to find a groove because you start taking that. I mean, that goes to the third round thing. You mm-hmm. still... You still over. You're still over. You're constantly battling mm-hmm. the reality of how much space that music takes. Sure. And the problem is if you don't honor it, right? So it makes a major, major difference. Mm-hmm. And if you don't honor it, you write a story 
in a way where the music is part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. And so you can't get rid of the music, mm-hmm. but your other storylines need space too. And if your music is a narrative and you can't get rid of that, you start getting into, you you can get into trouble because mm-hmm. you're like I overwrote it, mm-hmm. it's a it's a short script it might be a mm-hmm. 45 page script yeah like they That's don't they long. don't they don't I add in how long that. the songs are going to be and one of the things that I always get cuz sometimes I'll do a dramaturg or something for a musical or something and they have what's supposed to be a musical which is a play with music it's supposed to be being a musical right. cuz they're just mm-hmm. throwing in cool songs that they right. thought would work that don't move the story forward That's at all. right. <laughs> you know That's I mean? right. But when you do that then you're obliged then like the good thing is there's there we do have scenes sometimes where we're just like we want to throw some music in, but mm-hmm. we try and work it into the narrative okay. or have a turn character or to feel like the music's having a right. major impact. Definitely, definitely. The great the problem when when you do it right mm-hmm. is you can't get rid of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're editing mm-hmm. and there's a business storyline or uh, or relationship storyline mm-hmm. that needs space too. Sure. And you can't get rid of that music shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it it. That's a constant battle. It just means that you're, you're, the words that you do write, it's going to have to do some extra heavy work to carry a lot with less with Yeah, less you got to be lean. Right. It, it, you it's good. be lean. It's, if, you do it, if you do the work of in advance and you're respectful, you can make it work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we're getting much better at that. We're mm-hmm. getting really getting a sense of, you know what? We need to lose these two beats before we even go to script. Mm-hmm. We, we need to lose these two beats mm-hmm. so that we can make sure that this thing has time to breathe and everything's moving in a natural way. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. No, but we have a sense. We we have a good exchange. We know what the song people can do and everything. And they know what's happening in the stories. Mm-hmm. So we have an idea how it's going to play out in the scene even before they've written it. And they know how to, they have a sense of what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. know how aggressive to be okay. or literal to be in when they're writing the music. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a trip. Last Sorry question. About that, dog. If someone was looking to do a spec with music, what's your advice on tackling that? Um, I think you gotta, you again going to authenticity and shit like that. You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta have a confidence in your musical set pieces that makes someone feel like this is a creature of music as much as this writer is a is a person of music mm-hmm. as much as he is a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I would say definitely be aware of music needs to be a major catalyst that shifts the trajectory of plot mm-hmm. or character or whatever sure. when it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you want to feel like what's happening in the music if you isn't redundant. Like sometimes what I see people do with musicals, I've written a couple of animated musicals up okay. there for Fox, cool. you know, for the movies or, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to a space where um, <clears throat> two characters will be saying, I love you. Romeo and Julia would be saying, I love you, but we can't be together mm-hmm. because of our families, right? Mm-hmm. And then the music will come on and Romeo and Julia will sing about how they can't be together mm-hmm. because of their families. It's redundant. The it's real like, way yeah. to do it yeah. is, I love you and I love you, mm-hmm. but we can't be together. Mm-hmm. Why? Music. music. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. Right. And that gets it out. Right, yeah. right. That's something because you guys are gonna have to do you with your so. new project. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that heavy. Oh no, we're gonna work. be on it with that. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. we, we yeah. gonna get that right. Well, mm-hmm. I will be there on the first weekend that comes out. Mm-hmm. I will get the shirt. I'm gonna have my shirt made that says, mm-hmm. fuck the fade in. <laughs> <laughs> fade the fuck in. Fade the fuck in. 
Look, if y'all don't like, jump on ahead. it, we gonna jump okay, on it. We, we gonna, gonna jump, jump on it. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll print them up next week. Exactly, exactly. So thanks, man. We appreciate you being really here, Malcolm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Took me so long. It's been crazy. Yeah. You know what? It no, always comes busy. when it's supposed it's to come. Yeah. I never trip on that at all. Okay. Yeah. We 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 have guests. Yeah. And yeah. if not, we'll just fucking knock one yeah. out. So, yeah. you know Are we glad you're here. And yeah. he, doesn't he have like the best voice? He has a great voice. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you just come and just read some of my books on my Kindle? Yeah. And, I, and I can just tape it. I can just tape it and listen to it later. You know. But thank you so much because I know the show. I mean, I'm I'm really proud of everybody on that show. Definitely. Um, it's fun. It's a soap opera. It's craziness. It's mm-hmm. music. It's fashion. Mm-hmm. It's just it's everywhere. And it's one of those things I look forward to when I have a rough day at work. I look forward to coming home with my mm-hmm. glass of wine mm-hmm. and talking trash about Cookie. Like, why is she wearing leopard print again? Come on, Cookie. You got millions, girl. Right. Right. Come on. Right. Get rid of the leopard print. Yeah. Come on. Up your game, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it. And um, thank you for lying to me about Laz. <laughs> That's what I'm um, for. You know, I, I was looking forward to seeing some more of Adam Marigas, but it's all right. In my heart, you've told me that in an alternative universe, him and mm-hmm. Cookie are happily ever after. <laughs> Even though we know he out in the dirt with Uncle Vernon out there in yeah, the forest. Exactly. So, Malcolm, where can people find you? You on Facebook or Twitter? Yeah, I'm, you I'm, I'm real present on Twitter. Right. I'm, uh, that's my favorite. You want to tell people what's your Twitter? Huh? Malcolm Spellman. All right, that, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 I yeah. know by heart. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> and people can follow you? Yeah, yeah, You be yeah. going in on Twitter? I, I, I got to be respectful because I, you know, okay, I, yeah, I, got, I got a job, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, um, the Robotard has an account also. Oh, really? Um, um, I don't Tim's think I follow you yeah, Tim, yeah, Tim's mostly doing that. that used, that's where I was... It started off. That's I didn't even have my own Twitter handle because okay. I was so into doing it from there. Mm-hmm. And then you just get a little bit scared. Like mm-hmm. the shit we do as Robotard mm-hmm. got to be a little <laughs> bit scary because I'm over there at Fox. Yeah. Um, so I created Malcolm Spellman. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, but that's that's where I'm most present. Right. Twitter. Lisa, Lisa, Cole Jam, where you at? Uh, you know, I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> and I was mad last night because, you know, you can always find me on, uh, I'm always on Twitter. I'm a Twitter junkie. But a lot of times you can catch me on Saturday Night Sci-Fi. I'm mm-hmm. mad because they did Europa Report last night mm-hmm. and I was unable to participate because uh-huh. I was at Moon Phase. So mm-hmm. shout out to all the homies out there, Geek Soul Brother, Black, you know, Black, Black Girl, Girl Nerds <laughs> and Graveyard Shift Sister. Happy birthday, Ashley. Yeah. It's your birthday. Friday Night Horror. And um, you can also find me on Bitch Flicks where I write film reviews with mm-hmm. the Feminist intersectional slant where I talk about class, gender, race, mm-hmm. and I bring it to you. Okay. Why? Because you need to read that shit and understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's fil- it's film tired. reviews with a little extra that <laughs> you're probably not used to. And um, I'll be back doing my slush reading for Apex Magazine come oh, January good. for the sci fi heads. Yeah. And uh, I'll be in a couple of panels uh, next year. You can come check me out. I will be at. Um, Ooh, Lord. I'll be at IFCA down in Florida. I will be at WISCON pretty soon, Northwest Con. I'll be at EagleCon. I'm doing mm-hmm. a lot of cons. Something with a con in it, right? So you can come <laughs> check me out because mm-hmm. I don't just do screenwriting and everything else. I talk about mm-hmm. genre mm-hmm. and, you know, an academic level okay. uh, from a black female perspective because we, we, we out there. <laughs> or you can find me live tweeting with Empire. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest, and you guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool or something. <laughs> on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, please hit us up if you have any questions for us, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Facebook at Screenwriters, Hilliard Guest's Screenwriters Rant Room. Um, and please give us a five-star review on iTunes. So we need that shit for the metrics. And special shout-out to my man, Rudy. Rudenberg for sitting in with us. Thank yeah. you. Young baby writer. Yes. We love that shit. 
Um, y'all know how we doing on the rant, rant room because we silly as fuck. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Malcolm. This Thank shit you, was man. badass. I appreciate you guys yes. having me. Oh, dude, it's yes. badass. Um, so everybody joining me when, when we get to 2015. Yep. Are y'all ready? Like to hear it, here it goes. It's the last few weeks of 2015. <laughs> I know, my God. Know. We're going to change <laughs> to 2016 in All a minute. All right, please. So <laughs> on this show, we, uh, we keep it streets. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? 2015. All right, man. Yes, sir. Peace, y'all. So you wanna be a rider? Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. 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 Room.